I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 297 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, it is time for a fresh Frogman Friday edition of First Class Fatherhood. And today's guest is currently still serving with the Navy SEAL teams. John McCaskill joins me today. John will be retiring from the Navy later this year, and he is positioning himself for life after the military. He became a dad a bit later in the game, so it's cool to hear his perspective. He is a mindfulness and meditation coach, so it will be a thought-provoking conversation as well. John McCaskill will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And I have been receiving some great feedback from my interview with Eric Trump, who was here with me on the podcast in the last episode. If you missed out on episode 296 with the president's son, Eric Trump, I highly recommend you flip it back one episode and take a listen. And we are fast approaching the 300th episode of First Class Fatherhood, which is hard to believe. I have an incredible guest lined up for the occasion. So make sure you lock it into my Instagram account at Alec underscore Lace to find out who that will be. Also, I have begun uploading content on YouTube. In fact, today's episode was recorded on video, so if you're interested in watching today's interview with Frogman John McCaskill, please visit my YouTube channel, First Class Fatherhood. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And Monday on the podcast, world-famous photographer Michael Muller will be joining me here. He has photographed some of the most famous Hollywood celebrities in the world, but it is his pictures of sharks that are truly amazing. So don't miss out on that one coming Monday. And as always, please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Navy SEAL John McCaskill. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Nothing beats an American flag made in the USA, right? Well, how about an American flag made in the USA by veterans out of duty-worn fatigues from all branches of the military? That is exactly what you get with combat flags. Combat flags are handcrafted from duty-worn fatigues and offer a tangible piece of freedom to the American people. Each flag is accompanied by a professionally designed and printed card that tells the story of service of a soldier, marine, airman, sailor, or coastie who wore the fatigues used to make the flag. They are the real deal, Dad, so what are you waiting for? Visit CombatFlags.com and use the promo code FATHER, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save 10% off their purchase. Veteran-owned, American-made. CombatFlags.com, promo code FATHER. Joining me now, First Class Father, John McCaskill. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, thanks, man. Happy to be here. Appreciate the opportunity. All right, let's start it right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? I've got two. I've got a almost three-year-old little girl uh, named Mia. She turns three in March. And then I've got an almost 11-month-old little boy. So I'm uh, 42 years old and getting a late start in the game, but I'm loving it, man. It's, It's tiring. But uh, it's a lot of fun. They are the light of my life for sure. Yeah, very cool. Now, did you guys do any type of uh, gender reveal to find out what you guys were having, or did you wait to the end? We did do the gender reveal on both. Um, the first one, you know, uh, we did it several months in uh, with with the uh, the ultrasound. The second one, we did. Uh, I think it was like the seventeen week point with uh, with a blood like a blood draw, if I remember correctly. 
Um, but yeah, we did. Um, and then <clears throat> for my little girl, so now she's like almost two years old. When my when we identified uh, that my son was on the way, we had a cake that was blue on the inside uh, to reveal to her what what she was having as a as a younger sibling. So she knew that she was going to have a little brother. And just recently, she asked, "Hey, I want a I want a little sister now too." But uh, I don't know. We'll see whether that's in the cards. We're gonna let uh, let our faith and life play that one out for us. But we're not. Uh, <laughs> you might as well break the tie. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, all right, if you could, John, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Sure, man. So I am uh, active duty Navy, wrapping up my Navy career here this year, later in August. Been a Navy SEAL since 2003. Prior to that, uh, I was enlisted in the Navy, then went to the Naval Academy, and then uh, and then went the SEAL route. Uh, been on the East Coast and the West Coast doing that, and then uh, now I'm starting as I'm looking to transition out of the military, starting to try to figure out what the next life is going to look like. And I think that's going to look like me being a mindfulness and meditation teacher. I'm working right now with a nonprofit called Veterans Path. And that's what Veterans Path does is we teach mindfulness and meditation to vets to help them rediscover a a sense of peace, acceptance, and transformation. Uh, Peace, acceptance, transformation, and honor path. That's where the path in our name comes from. Um, and uh, and then I'm just trying to kind of find a happier and healthier work-life balance as I'm transitioning out of the military. My focus is more on my family and what's going to be good for us long term than uh, than where it has been before. Not that it wasn't on my family. It was just uh, in a different location in the stack of priorities. So hoping hoping the, the rest of my life, they're going to be right there at the top. Yeah, very cool. And I wish you much success with that. And I, know, I can't only imagine the transition, what it must be like after a long, extensive career with the Navy SEALs then coming into this. Well, so you waited so later in life, obviously, here to start having kids. How did becoming a yeah. dad kind of change your perspective on life? Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, earth shattering, definitely changing for sure. Um, so I really didn't grasp how much it was going to change my life until my daughter was born. I think my wife realized how much it was going to change our life a lot earlier than I did. And then uh, I helped to actually catch both of our kids uh, when they were when they were born. Um, and literally when when my daughter Mia landed in my hands, I was like, holy cow, this is not just somebody that I'm responsible for today or the next week or the next couple of months. This is somebody I'm responsible for the rest of her life, the rest of my life, at least, uh, if things work out right. Um, and that's when I was like, all right, John, you've got to start getting serious about uh, my life so that I am better prepared to be a good father, um, you know, set some things up for for afterwards when I get out of the military so that I am around more so that I can be there for when she at the time, it was just her. But, you know, when she's going through school, when she's preparing for her first relationships. Um, yeah. So it, like it all flashed before my eyes right then and there. Um, and then, you know, just about two years, almost to the day, my, my son was due on her birthday, uh, but he came a few weeks early. Then, uh, then I got the other side of the coin, you know, now I've got this little girl 
and I'm thinking about as a father what I have to do for a little girl, and then I've got a little boy, and I'm like, okay, well, now there's a now there's another side of things because as a father you have to be a role model to a boy. You got to be a role model a role model to a little girl too. But you know, there's specific things that come with both sides of that coin. So um, yeah, here I am, uh, 42, and and trying to figure out how to be a dad, man. But uh, I've got people like yourself and some good friends and family that that have set a good example, and I'm hoping that I can follow suit. Yeah, good stuff. And I know you mentioned there uh, mindfulness and meditation, Coach. Now, I've had a few SEALs. I know I've had Mark Devine on the show before. He's he's uh, yeah. the guy that mentions a lot of the meditation, stuff like that. Uh, when sure. did you first become interested in and start practicing the mindfulness, the meditation, and stuff that you teach now? Sure, man. Uh, I got into it about uh two and a half years ago really i got introduced to it by a psychologist that i was seeing because i was struggling with some um anxiety and depression and uh and while i was actually holding my little girl i realized that i was focusing more on some stuff in my past that i couldn't change or thinking about some things in the future that were not even that important you know, I was sitting here holding this miracle and what I was thinking about wasn't that important. Um, and I, I went into a, to see the psychologist, told him what I was dealing with. And he said, Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't you try some meditation and, and some mindfulness practices? And, uh, I mean, I'd heard of Mark, Mark divine and the work he had been doing and it's great work, but I just hadn't really delved into it very much. Now the psychologist mentioned it. I'd heard about it some some other places, but I, in my mind, my the stereotype of meditators was a uh, didn't fit who I was. I didn't have anything against that stereotype, but it's just not who I was. So I was like, I'm not going to go and tell my guys that I'm meditating for you know for uh, 15, 20 minutes a day. That's embarrassing. And the guy's like, No, it's not at all embarrassing. This is something you should do here's the science and benefits behind it. Here's some very high performing individuals that do it. You should try it out. So I tried it out for two weeks and uh, went back to him and I was like, Hey man, it's, it's not working. And he laughed at me and he's like, well, that's like going to the gym for a couple of weeks and thinking you're going to come out looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so I was like, all right, touche. Got it, man. So went back for a couple months, started to see changes in who I was and how I was dealing with stress started paying a lot more attention to that little girl that I was holding and, and, you know, really appreciating life and the miracle that it is. Um, and once I started doing that, I also met with one of my mentors here in the military who's like, Hey, you've got to start figuring out what it is you want to do with your life after you leave the military, after you retire. So I started looking at the different fields that are out there. I started, uh, looking at, uh, commercial real estate and private equity and finance and all great jobs, all great work, nothing against them, but it wasn't anything that was really uh, resonating with me. And meantime, I'm sitting there meditating in the in the mornings and doing my reading about meditation and the effects of mindfulness. And I was like, hey, I, I could do this. I could share this with people for a living and really get a sense of satisfaction in that I'm helping people out and I'm, I'm doing something that I, I love. So that's how I kind of got into it. And then about a, about a year and a half ago, really started pursuing it heavily and finding out what else, what is out there. And, and that's how I found Veterans Path. And, and that's how I'm doing what I'm doing now, man. 
Yeah, and I think, like you said there, we have this stereotype when we think about meditation, we think of like a Tibetan monk sitting in a cave somewhere with like the robe on and the whole bit. And it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, for myself, exactly. uh, you know, I, I've used it myself almost as, I mean, I'm a very, you know, I keep God first in my life. I'm a very, um, you know, spiritual oriented person. And I use meditation as a, as a form of prayer is really what I do. I kind of mix and mingle the two of them together. And sure. I, I, I like another, another seal that I've had on the show, uh, Tom Shea, his book oh, yeah. is, is about, um, you know, your inner dialogue and stuff. So like when you right. marry those two together and I think you start like for myself anyway, just speaking for what I've done, especially with my show here, a lot of people will always ask me, like, how do you get all these guys on your show? And I think if you spend some time in thought and in your imagination, in your meditation um, with seeing like putting out that blueprint that you want is it has a way of uh, coming towards you in a sense, like uh, as you start to really, really uh, make those images realistic. So, I mean, I, I use sure like does. a form of meditation, prayer and inner dialogue as a combination. And it's really made some big changes in my life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, when I'm teaching meditation, I, I, I do it on the side, teaching it to corporate teams. One, because it does help to put, you know, some extra money in my pocket. But more importantly for me is I feel that it can get people to be happier and healthier at work. And um, a lot of the time I get the question, you know, is is prayer meditation and is and is meditation prayer? And I think there's a lot of overlap. You know, if you can kind of imagine a Venn diagram with several circles, you've got meditation in one circle, you've got mindfulness in another and those overlap. And then honestly, I think prayer is another a third circle in that Venn diagram that overlaps with the other two. There's definitely a, an intersection there for sure. Now, uh, now, how is this? Uh, I'm curious, because now, you know, jumping into the parenthood, the fatherhood game here, has the meditation, and the mindfulness been able to help you along with your uh, uh, SEAL training to get through those early stages oh, yeah. of childhood? Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to what dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. Now, uh, now, how is this? Uh, I'm curious because now, you know, jumping into the parenthood, the fatherhood game here, has the meditation and the mindfulness been able to help you along with your uh, uh, SEAL training to get through those early stages oh, yeah. of childhood? Totally, man. Um, <laughs> there, there, were, there were times when my little girl crying would, uh, would stress me out a lot. And now, uh, you know, I've got the two of them crying at times and I just, you know, take, take a breath for myself reset and be like hey you know what this isn't the end of everything if i if i get all stressed out that's just going to stress them out more they're going to sense that and then that's going to kind of feed the the chaos um my wife and i have also started teaching my little girl who's now old enough to actually understand hey look settle down take a deep breath and then breathe out real slow and she is 
I mean, she obviously doesn't, she doesn't understand the physiology behind what's happening, but she understands that's her calming down mechanism. It's going to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system and really calm her down. And I see it like an instant change when she's throwing these little tantrums and I, I just hold her by the shoulders. And I'm like, Mia, take a couple of deep breaths and then I breathe with her and, uh, and she calms down. She goes from beet red in the face, you know, with tears in her eyes to this, you know, beautiful little girl. Well, she's beautiful when she's beat red with tears in her eyes, but (laughs) she calms down back into the Mia that uh, is rational. So yeah, it's totally helped me. It's helped them. Um, And and then not only in dealing with stress, but also appreciating the the little moments uh, that I probably would not have appreciated before because I was too wrapped up in, in other things that were going on in life. Yeah, well said. Yeah, and I had my, we had our three boys first, then we got the girl on the end there. So uh, it was quite a switch for us to go from the, but we finally got her on four. If we didn't get her on four, we'd have five by now, but we got her. So she <laughs> runs the show over here. But one of the things, <laughs> no doubt. I, I'm not sure how much of this you've gotten into just yet, but I know that they start young with the screen time. I mean, it becomes a battle as they get older for sure. Um, are you yeah. allowing your kids any of the screen time? Are they doing any of the YouTube yet? Do they have the iPads? How are you handling this? <laughs> Uh, I do hate to admit that there are times when uh, me and mom give in to that because, uh, you know, sometimes we need we need some mom and dad time, too. Right. And we'll just we will put them in front of an iPad or just pop a movie on the TV. But we try to make that not it's not a habit. Um, It is something that, you know, they enjoy, but it's not something that we give to them all the time. We prefer to, you know, read a book to them or take a break and take a walk outside or um we we just we just lost our we had three dogs and we uh ended up losing our last one this this last weekend but we used to go and you know play with the dogs um so at the park or something but we we try to minimize screen time but i also want to be realistic in that uh it's it's not something that you can eliminate completely and i mean i think there's sometimes goodness to it too if you're watching something all the time i think that negates their their imagination they can't really imagine things themselves but if you give them just enough to kind of stimulate that imagination i think sometimes it's a good thing so it's a fine balance i don't know if we figured it out exactly but yeah i'm definitely not completely against it i i don't think anybody's figured it out it's just it's very very complicated just because we're as adults we're constantly using it ourselves and it's hard to set that example when so much of our own life and business revolves around the technology the phones and the screens Absolutely. so uh it's Absolutely. hard to lead by example for myself uh, yeah, i know that yeah um and what about as far as discipline john uh, what type of discipline are you a spanker timeout guy how do you handle that so far with the little ones <laughs> uh i'm a little bit of both i mean not with i haven't had to do any spanking with my little boy yet but uh we'll we'll pop our, our daughter on the butt uh, i mean I was raised getting spankings and I, I didn't ever think that that was abuse. Um, if, you know, if some people believe that that's abuse, I, Hey, that's more power to them. If they can, if they can uh, get their kids to listen to them completely without um, corporal punishment, then uh, Hey, that's more power to them. But I, I was raised getting spankings. I don't, I definitely don't ever do it out of rage uh, I hope to, you know, I really like to think that I don't get to that rage point anymore. But, but uh, you know, if I am trying to teach her a lesson, I've asked her things time and time again. She's not going through the timeout. It's not working through the timeout. 
then I may just pop that butt a little bit, but not not hard and not in a set uh, in a fit of rage. Um, and she she knows what it's for. Like uh, I've seen when hey, I tell her, hey, look, if, if you don't do X, Y, or Z by the count of three, you're gonna get a pop on the butt. And uh, she instantly does whatever I, I need her to do. Like if it's go to bed or or you know, I don't know, get get ready to go take a tub tubby or whatever. Um, so yeah, we do, we do, uh, administer a little bit of discipline in the, in the McCaskill household, but it's not, it's not too bad. At least I don't think so. Yeah. And I, and I think of course, John, I think there's such a big difference between, uh, spanking a child and beating a child. And I think uh, a lot of people sure. like will interpret it like, oh, you're, you know, you're abusing the child. And there's a, a very drastic difference between the two. And I think as, as the kids get to a certain age too, um, it becomes a little bit less effective, but I think in those early stages before they can communicate with us. Um, and, and I think it's a very effective tool to, to use. So, yeah, agree. Agree. And like you said, as long as you're, you know, there's definitely a difference in between beating and spanking. And I think the difference comes in why you're doing it and how you're doing it. You know, I'm, I'm doing it to discipline my child and I'm doing it with a calm head. I know what's going on. I am not in a fit of rage and I'm not doing it just because I had a bad day at work. You know, that's, a, a, that's I think, the big difference. And and how how for you so far has it been? I know you you said you're transitioning out in uh, in August, I believe. Um, how yep. has that been so far? And what kind of plans do you have here for yourself in the future? Yeah, man, we've got big plans. So um, the reason I am sitting in my car while I'm speaking to you is my wife and I just downsized from two big cars to one very small car, um, and I am driving around picking you know the kids up, picking the picking my wife up from work, uh, kind of doing a little shuffle there. But we did that to get a little practice in owning one car because when I retire in August, we're going to jump in uh, our RV. We own an RV that my wife did a great job gutting and redoing the entire interior. She went like Chip and Joanna Gaines style, like redid the entire interior. It looks phenomenal. But we're, uh, our plans are to drive that RV around the country for you know six or seven months um, and really get to see parts of this country we haven't seen um, and really explore this beautiful country that we call home. Because uh, I've seen a lot of America, but I sometimes feel like I've seen a lot more of other countries being in the military than I have of America. And then we're, you know, most likely not going to have an opportunity like this because my kids are not of age to go to school yet. Uh, you know, if, if I wait five or six years to do this, it's never going to happen. So we're we're going to take the opportunity while we have it, get out, see America. Hopefully my, you know, then three-year-old little girl will remember some of this trip. My little boy is just going to have to see the pictures afterwards because uh, I'm sure he won't remember it. But it's going to be a heck of an experience. We're looking looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Hopefully, I hope you document that on social media so we can follow along with that. It sounds like an awesome Absolutely. Adventure. That's uh, the plan, last, for sure. last thing I want to hit you with here, John, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast. You're fairly new into the game here. I'm curious to hear your response. Uh, what type of <laughs> advice do you have for those new dads or for those about to be dads who are out there listening? Sure, man. I, I am definitely new to the game. I mean, I'm three years in, but I, I'd still definitely consider that new to the game. But what I like to think is what um, what I learned in that mindfulness and meditation kind of going through that and now teaching it and still practicing it regularly is 
to really appreciate the time we have. I mean, yes, it's only been three years, but holy cow, it's been three years already that, you know, my daughter was born and here we are. I mean, I can't believe how quickly time goes. And, you know, in, if we don't stop and really look at again, the miracles that we have before us and enjoy the miracles that our children are to us, the teachers that they are to us, um, then we're going to, we're going to blink and we're going to miss it. Um, and then we're going to look back with a lot of regret. Um, so I guess the, uh, the piece of advice that I have for your listeners, for your audience is really appreciate the kids for not only who they are, but what they are to us, Mir- miracles and teachers to us. So that's, uh, yeah, that's my two cents. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. I got to say, John McCaskill, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time on first class fatherhood. Thanks, brother. It's, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to John McCaskill for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Monday, world-famous photographer Michael Muller will be joining me here. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to get all the upcoming guest announcements. That's all I got for you guys today. Thank you for listening. I'm Alec Lace. This has been First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.